0: Couple Advisory Solutions is an SEC-registered investment advisor and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempt from registration requirements. I wish that our stock market were as honest as every casino
1: I go into. The gambling propensity is strong in people. To do mathematically unintelligent things... Welcome to Libel on Fire with Libel Sternbach, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams as fast as possible, with as little stress as possible. Libel Sternbach is the author of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity. Libel's advice has been featured in countless publications, including Reader's Digest, USA Today, Yahoo Finance, CNN Business, Investment News, and... And market Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Libel on Fire.
2: Hi, everybody. We're on fire. Why? Because this is Libel on Fire. Welcome. I'm Freddie Bell with Libel Sternbach, who is Amazon's best selling author of Living with Financial Anxiety. That's one book. He's also the author of Authenticity. And you can find information that Libel writes and con- consistently updates yields4u.com. That's yields, the number four, the letter U.com. Libel Sternbach, hello and welcome back.
3: Hey, how are you doing today?
2: Unbelievable. And I'm really excited to talk to you because uh, in our warm up, you gave me some letters and I don't understand what they are. And I'm thinking that maybe you can help me to sort them out.
3: Sounds like fun.
2: All right. So, <laughs> what's secure act 2.0
3: the secure act 2.0 so um for any of you guys who have been following me long enough the secure act the original secure act was something that i was outraged about and was uh went very publicly on the record uh bashing congress about um the, the the original secure act which is supposed to be the secure every Community Retirement Act, which is supposed to be Congress's way of ensuring that this retirement crisis that we have coming that they're, they're supposed to be helping retirees in reality all they did was they stole money from us and they they removed one of the ladders that our country has for upward mobility um, so it used to be that you could live leave your assets to your retirement accounts, to your grandkids, your kids and your grandkids, and they would be able to take distributions over their lifetime, which Mm -hmm. effectively allowed you to seed their financial futures. And it wasn't that you were seeding your children's financial futures. It would be your grandkids and their kids' financial futures would be better because you'd be able to, you know, that $10,000 or $20,000 that's, you know, left in your retirement accounts at the end of your life. You'd be able to, you know, essentially give that to them, and they wouldn't really have to touch it for 30 years. And the compounding growth of a small amount of money over a very long period of time is enormous. Um, and it, it it is one of the ways that that general, generational wealth has happened. It's one of the ways that 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 Americans have been able to pull the next generation up, right? And that's the American dream, right? That we work hard all our lives so that our kids can have a better life and here congress comes along and cuts that out from under us right they mm. they cut, cut out one of the most effective ways of doing that um, so that that was the original secure act but they they gave us a, a you know an olive branch and saying that okay we're going to delay rmds which are the required minimum distributions from your retirement accounts from age 70 and a half to age 72 right which i said should be abolished entirely because if if Congress is saying that they're going to get their chunk of change um, when you die anyways, then what difference does it make when they get it? Let them let them not have it at all while we're alive. Let us control our income in retirement. Let's uh, let us control our taxes in retirement, because that is the shortest way to let us let our meager savings stretch for the longest period of possible right? because. The compounding growth, right, it, it helps everyone, you know. So if our kids can't have the benefit of it, let us have the benefit of it. But Congress didn't want that in the original SECURE Act. So apparently enough people complained that the SECURE Act 2.0 addresses some of those issues. Uh, it addresses some other issues. Well, I, I well, don't know.
2: Well, talk yeah. about the impact that it's having on Roth conversions.
3: Well, so, so the SECURE Act... says that required minimum distributions, um, which are you know, so you've got your retirement account, and Congress says, well, you can't keep saving forever. We're going to determine when you have to pull that money out of that retirement account, and we're going to force you to uh, pay taxes on that as if it was income, not like it was an investment. Well, like income because we gave you a tax break when you put it in, so therefore, when you take it out, we're going to we're going to take away that tax break essentially right? That's what required minimum distributions are. The Secure Act 2.0 does two important things. I mean, it does a lot of of things, but the two important things to focus on, um, and this I think is very good for retirees, um, it moves that required minimum distribution age from 72 to 75. And it also changes the penalty for not taking those distributions. So, Prior, the penalty was 50%. So if you didn't take your RMD, you had to pay 50% of that money in taxes.
2: Wow.
3: Right. So you you got no benefit from not taking your RMD. Now there, there's talk of, you know, uh, of a sliding scale of, you know, 10% or 25%, whatever it is, is going to be less than 50%. Uh, I just want to put the caveat here. This has not passed yet, right? The Senate, uh, Congress, uh, the sorry, the House of Representatives have passed this. It still needs to be passed in the Senate. It's going to get modified prob- probably, and then we'll see what happens. But I do think that some form of this is going to get passed. Talk uh, about- I'm hopeful.
2: <laughs> well, talk about this person who's sitting at home, they, they are contemplating retirement, perhaps they're already in retirement. How does moving that age from 72 to 75, 70 to 75, how does that impact me at home?
3: So the biggest impact it's going to have for you at home is the fact that you are going to have more time for your assets to grow tax-free. So when we, when we look at the markets, right, the markets over time grow. And it is the greatest wealth building engine that we've ever created is the stock market. And so if I have my money in the stock market, the longer I can keep it in, the more money it's going to turn into over time. So the longer that I can leave it untouched, the better for me. RMDs, those required minimum, minimum distributions, they force me to prematurely take that money out. Even if I don't need it for income, Congress requires me to pull it out and pay taxes on a portion of it. So if I didn't need that full amount for my retirement income, either because I'm not retired yet, or because I'm working a little bit, or maybe I don't need that much in retirement because my social security covers most of my expenses, and I just need a little bit of my savings. So ordinarily, prior to the SECURE Act, I'd have to pull it out, i have to pay taxes on it. I could potentially be losing a lot of money because if the market was down, right i would be missing out on some of that recovery and compounding those losses and so now i you know ordinarily before the secure act i was cutting my my runways to, so to speak i was cutting my war chest every time i pulled out an rmd now i have more leeway i have more time for it to accumulate i have more time to retire on my time this so is a net positive for retirees
2: so let's let's put uh, your legislative assistant hat on so it's passed the House of Representatives and now is going to the Senate for its consideration. So what would you suggest to your senator that you're representing as, as the L.A.? And you're saying, OK, Senator, the the tax should be X on these required minimum distributions. Now with this new look at it, uh, now with the, the expanded age runway, what would you suggest the tax be if you were trying to help your senator?
3: So I would, I would honestly tell them that they should not tax it at all, right, and that we should forego that tax completely and make distributions from qualified accounts, from retirement accounts be completely tax-free or only taxed past a certain income bracket, say, you know, over $100,000, over $150,000 in, you know, a taxable, you know, adjusted gross income, let's say. And the reason for that is because we have, you know, we have tens of millions of retirees that do not have enough money saved, or at least they do not have enough money saved if they have to keep taking RMDs. If we gave them the ability to invest that and keep that invested long term, and we didn't tax the money when it came out, that would give all these people, all these baby boomers, right, who still have, you know, let's say another 10, 15 years where they can work part time, right? Some can even work uh, full time where they can make a decent amount of money and contribute or at least not pull out of their retirement savings. If we can just let that money grow and let them take it out tax free, it would free up. It would it literally would free up 10 times the amount of money or more from the public offer. Because it would lessen the burden that we would have on welfare programs. It would lessen the burden on administration of those welfare programs. It would lessen the burden on, on the children of those people who would then have to support their parents, right, or their grandparents, and it would take away from their ability to co- contribute to our economy. So over the long run, it pays dividends for Congress to abolish that tax. And that's what I said initially when the, secure, the first SECURE Act was passed. Uh, and I am standing by that and doubling down, right? I, I think that Congress needs to give up that money because at least four retirees who are taking money during their lifetime and who are, you know, I would say below 150000 a year in income uh, that they're living on, they need that money more than Congress needs the tax because not taxing that income will provide the government with a greater benefit and well, will provide everyone.
2: So it would be great. So SS benefits uh, would not be taxed. The, <laughs> the secure money would not be taxed. That's a, that's a great win for our citizens.
3: Yeah, if we can get it. It's, I doubt it's going to happen. But what will probably happen is that it will pass. We will get taxed, but we'll get taxed as ordinary income. So now it becomes our job as retirees to keep our taxable income to the lowest level possible. Right. And ideally, we want to be in that zero percent tax bracket so that we're not paying taxes on that money that we're taking as RMDs. And if Congress and if the Senate passes the bill with with a low tax penalty in there. Right. So let's say instead of the 50 percent, we can get a 10 percent tax penalty for not taking the money out. Well, then I would seriously say that for many retirees, it would probably be beneficial to keep their money locked up in their retirement account growing if they don't need it to live on than paying that tax penalty, because that will allow them to fund their retirement, you know, an additional, you know, five years, 10 years, whatever it is.
2: You mentioned that you've been fighting this for a long time. Where can we see those documents? Where can we get more information right now?
3: You can go, if you go to yieldsforyou.com, so if you go in the news, you can see um, the original article that with investment news with me advocating for that. Um, I also have a number of blogs on my website talking about this. I also have a free guide called How to Pay Zero Taxes in Retirement, where I talk about how do we achieve that 0% tax bracket um, so that we don't have to pay income taxes on those distributions. Um, And so part of having that longer runway of them increasing the age for RMDs means we have more time to take action to delay those taxes. Um, So I think that that is critical. I have a uh, when you download that report, there's also a a sign up for a webinar they did or a webinar right after it um, where I talk about exactly how to do this. Um, And if anyone wants, I'm doing a free tax analysis where I'll help you identify those opportunities.
2: That's Leibold Sternbach. And it's really interesting. Uh, I I know we only have like two or three minutes left, but can you just give a short primer on what a Roth IRA is for those who really don't know, or they're saying that sounds like a pretty good idea?
3: So a Roth IRA is a after-tax retirement account. Uh, So you can do it for a 401k or you can do it for an IRA. And essentially what it is, is instead of the money being pre-tax where you where you got a tax break when you invested the money, when you saved the money, you pay taxes on the money when you put it in and you can take the money out tax-free in retirement. Compare that to a regular IRA or 401k where you put the money in and you got a tax break. And when you take the money out, then you have to pay taxes. So it's kind of the, the Roth IRA, think of it as a tax me when I choose bucket or account. So you when you contribute and you contribute when it's advantageous to you you pay the taxes and then you get to not pay taxes when you pull it out and you and and congress doesn't get to tell you when to pull it out
2: that sounds like a good thing to me sir
3: <laughs> <laughs> always is
2: <laughs> that's libel sternbach he's on fire this is libel on fire i'm freddie bell his book is living with financial anxiety and also a book entitled authenticity I almost said new book but if you like more information Yields4u.com Yields, the number four, the letter U.com. We'll be back with more.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Libel on Fire. If you have questions about today's topic, please submit them on our Facebook group at Libelonfire.com slash Facebook. And if you would like a free signed copy of Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity, visit Libelonfire.com Now, back to Libel on Fire.
2: Hi again, and welcome back to Libel on Fire. I'm Freddie Bell. I am with Amazon's best-selling author of Living with Financial Anxiety and also the author of Authenticity, Mr. Libel Sternbach. Hello and welcome.
3: Hey, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing very, very well, and we're talking about the secure. 2.0 Act. So let's bring everybody up to date. And we were also talking about why we should care about it. Let's tell everyone, first of all, I mean, you set the country on on fire when you first started talking about the Secure Act, uh, the original Secure Act. Let's talk about what 2.0 is.
3: So 2.0 is a modification to that original Act, and it clarifies and extends some features of it. The most important that I think, for retirees, is that number one, the required minimum distributions, they get pushed out to age 75. So you have a few more years before you have to take those distributions. They've also increased the amount that you can contribute to your retirement account. So if you're over age 50, right now you can uh, contribute an extra $1,000 to your IRA. Um, There's uh, another number for your 401k, this Secure Act 2.0 would increase that amount by a significant number, and it would also uh, peg it with inflation. So right now, the JOBS Act kind of pegs it a little bit with inflation. This increases it, and makes it permanent, um, so that, you know, as inflation keeps growing, you're going to be able to save more for retirement. So this is, is, uh, I think, a boom for retirees, and at least makes up more for the fact that Congress is stealing that um, those, those death benefits that we had of helping the next generation. Um, so they're, they're, they're bringing forward some of those benefits for us now as living benefits, where we can reduce our taxes while we're working and hopefully get more time to grow our assets longer and reduce them in retirement.
2: When we were together last time, Libo, you talked about the, this act has already passed in the House of Representatives. Do you think it has a chance of passing in the Senate and then therefore becoming, uh, well, at least going to uh, President Biden's desk to be signed into law?
3: I think that there's a very strong chance that this bill or something very similar to it is going to pass. Um, and I think this is just you know simple math. Uh, Congress needs more tax dollars. They also need us not to be dependent on the public offer. Uh, and this kind of helps both scenarios. Um, So I think that some version of this is going to pass. The question is, is, you know, how much of it is going to get modified? And then what is the the Senate going to attach to this as kind of the, um, you know, if this is the sweet part, what's the sour part of the bill, right? What what are they going to uh, attach to it that they don't want us to see that they're going to distract us with this benefit? And I don't know what that is, but... uh, (laughs)
2: So what do you suspect? I know that that you've followed this a long time. Uh, You've uh, set the country on fire, so to speak, libel on fire. Uh, When (laughs) you first started talking about uh, the SECURE Act, what's likely to be stripped out of this bill before or if it becomes law?
3: So the part that I would be afraid of them stripping out is the expanded contributions into retirement accounts because that's taking away high paying tax dollars right now so i'd be worried about that um getting cut um or them modifying that having said that i'm more afraid of what they're going to negotiate in order to make this happen because if they're presenting such a rosy bill for retirees what is it that they're hiding from us right that's going to be buried in the in that bill That when this passes, what's going to be buried in there that we they don't want us to see? Is it going to be another deemed filing rule? Like when with Social Security, they they passed this deemed filing rule, which, you know, on on the surface, it sounded like it was closing uh, loopholes that were causing people to be able to take advantage of the Social Security Administration's program. In essence, all they did was they cut benefits by like 30 to 50% for a lot of people. So what is it that they're, that they're not telling us that's buried in here? That what other program? Is it a Medicare thing? Is it a Social Security thing? Is it some other program that we rely on? Or maybe, it's, it, maybe there's going to be a tax bill as part of that, right? And so maybe they're going to pass this, but then they're going to say, well, we're going to have investment taxes and we're going to change the tax brackets for those because they're right now very favorable. And if they change those, that can really change the calculus for retirees.
2: So what can we do as listeners uh, to you right now to prepare for the uh, eventual passing of the bill that may be stripped what do we need to be doing uh, financially right now who do we need to be talking to in order to make sure that our houses are in order
3: Yep so so I think that we always need to operate on what we have right now and not what will happen we need to we need to plan for we need to plan for the worst and hope for the best And so for me right what what this alters the conversation about, uh, really, is Roth conversions. Prior to the introduction of the SECURE Act, the SECURE 2.0 Act, I think it was very incumbent upon every retiree that they had to do a Roth conversion, right? I think that you really have to look at the calculus of that and say, do I expect my income to be higher in retirement than it is today, Because in all likelihood, the way things stand today, without the Secure 2.0 Act, I think all likelihood taxes are going to increase for everyone across the board um, in the next five years. Even if, if they just let the Tax Cut and Jobs Act expire in 2026, which is what it's set to expire to. Just by not renewing that bill and making certain provisions in it permanent, we would automatically, everyone would automatically jump up in tax brackets because one of the things that that act did was it pegged tax brackets to inflation. So those tax brackets have been increasing. We've been having you know, pretty aggressive inflation, and we probably will have between now and 26. So if they don't, if they don't pass that, automatically everyone's going to be in higher tax brackets. And automatically, just because of inflation, probably people are going to be making more money. And so that's also going to drive people up in higher tax brackets. So, to me, the biggest threat, right, is to a retiree knowing that taxes are going to go up for a multitude of reasons that you're going to be paying more money. Now was the time to do a Roth conversion. However, if RMDs get pushed to age 75, that gives you more time to strategically do those Roth conversions rather than having to do them uh, up front, right? That gave you effectively another three years to do those Roth conversions. And it's not not three years that are inconsequential. It's three years where you're very likely to be retired, right? So you're very likely going to need that money to live on. And so doing your Roth conversions during those years Mm-hmm. will be extremely beneficial to you because you'll be in a very low tax bracket and you'll be able to effectively control your tax rates when you do those conversions. So doing them a little bit at a time up until that point um, will bring it bring your account balances low enough that hopefully in retirement, the amount that, you're, that Congress is going to require you to pull out is going to be less than what you need for retirement income. In which case, there's not, there isn't really a benefit to doing a Roth conversion up front. That's Republican. been a very long-winded way of saying that I think this, this is like a, a giant yield sign for people who are doing Roth conversions. It means take a second look, and you really got to do an in-depth analysis to make sure it's the right decision.
2: And that's the point that I was going to make. It sounds I know that you have some information on this. Can you direct us to your information sites where our listeners can get more information about this particular issue?
3: Yeah. So if you go to yieldsforyou.com, I've got that uh, how to pay zero taxes and retirement guide. I have a several blog posts uh, specifically about the Secure 2.0 Act as well as This calculus change and how to think about Roth conversions. And then when you sign up for that free report, um, there's going to be a webinar that you can uh, jump onto that I've been holding pretty regularly on where I walk through. How to think about Roth conversions and should it apply to you? Should you think about it? How you should think about it and if it's right for you, and contingent on availability, I do have the ability to book some time on my calendar where I will do a free analysis for for people to look at and see, you know, do a projection, that tax analysis and projection, and see what do what does your tax liability look like in retirement, and. Is a Roth conversion advantageous? What are other things that you can do to reduce your taxable income and retirement? And what realistically is your taxable income and retirement? Because there's a lot of people out there who are pushing doing Roth conversions right now. And for some people, it's, it's the appropriate answer. But for the vast majority, I think they're being talked into into converting these huge sums of money, which pushes them into really big tax brackets. It pushes them into the top tax bracket, usually. And so now you're paying you know, 39%, 37% uh, taxes on money that you didn't need to, that you never would have paid that kind of taxes on. So you really got to think through these things before you pull the trigger on it.
2: Really interesting. We've been talking about uh, this particular topic for the last couple of weeks, Secure, Act 2.0, and I uh, have a question from last week we didn't get to. Uh, there's a question It comes from Margaret. She's wondering, wanting to know, uh, what does it mean when people are saying that taxes are on sale?
3: Yep. So, so there, uh, I've got a good video on this on on TikTok. Um, there is four things going on right now that are sort of making taxes on sale. So the first thing that we have is we have a thirty trillion dollar deficit. Um, And that's been okay, um, because the interest that we've been paying on that has only been $525 billion a year, um, which is essentially free, you know, 0.25% interest rate, I I would build, I I would borrow $30 trillion at 0.25% interest rate. (laughs) Um, The problem is, is that because of inflation, right, and inflation means that the value of our dollar is going down in value means that people aren't going to be willing to loan the Federal Reserve money at you know 0% interest because their, their value is, their money is losing money. So they want to get paid. So that means the Fed is going, the government is going to have to pay more on these treasuries. Also, to combat inflation, they're going to have to raise interest rates to reduce the money supply. Both of those are pressures on the federal government to pay more money on our debt, so that thirty trillion dollars that has essentially been free, and and just for comparison, we our debt service cost right. So our minimum payment on our country's credit card has basically been the same dollar amount since two thousand. And two thousand was like four hundred uh, four hundred billion, and now we're at you know like five hundred and eighty billion. So it barely went up, even though our deficit went up by thirty trillion dollars. We mm-hmm. actually you know. Uh, uh, we had a surplus um, in the beginning of 2000, uh, we, 30 trillion dollars, and we're we're basically paying the same amount of money. Great deal for the government, right? Uh, that credit bill, that credit card bill is going to go up. And the analogy I use is the um, you know in 2007, right, when everyone's arm mortgages reset. That's what's happening right now to the federal government. It's going to happen over the next few years. And the Fed's going to be doing part of it, and the rest of the world's going to do part of that. So even if we only got to historically average rates like 4%, that's a 16-time increase on our debt service costs. Right In the only area where the federal government has to be able to come up with the money to pay that, they can't cut defense spending. They can't cut Medicare and they can't cut all the rest of the services, right? Because we need to defend ourselves against China and Russia and everyone else. So it's going to come from the biggest eaters of the budget, which is Social Security and Medicare and welfare programs, which make up 78% of the federal budget, right? Wow. That's where it's going to come from. That, that is the real concern, right? So when we talk about taxes being on sale, Right, the value of our of our money right now, like you know, let's say you have one hundred thousand dollars, in ten years from now, when you're retired and taking those RMDs, it's going to have to grow to beat inflation, which means it's going to have to be a higher number, right? Just to have the same buying power, so paying taxes now is going to be a lower dollar amount. That's number one, right? Number two, we know tax rates have to go up because we're at historical lows, and the government's going to need to raise taxes to raise revenue, so tax rates are going to go up for that for that reason. And we have Congress is kind of deadlocked. They're not doing any of the things that really need to happen in order to keep us out of trouble. And and that to me is the real concerning part. The SECURE Act helps go there, but they should have passed it already, but they haven't. So we've got some trouble, some headwinds over there. So yes, taxes are on sale right now. They're going to be on sale for a little bit in the future. The SECURE Act 2.0 changes the calculus a little bit. It makes it so that you have more breathing room. Don't give in to pressures of doing a Roth conversion instantly. Do the footwork and make sure that it actually makes sense. And and always ask the question. If anyone's telling you, you got to do a Roth conversion now, ask them to show you what your tax liability will be in retirement. Because Mm -hmm. unless they show you what your income is and what your tax liability is going to be in retirement, and don't don't let them throw out some number of, well, taxes are going to be here. No, show me based on today. Based on today, right, give me some a realistic estimate that you, can, that you can judge it by. Otherwise, you're just being hoodwinked.
2: If you would like more information, go to yields4u.com. That's yields, the number four, the letter U.com. Libel on fire, and we'll be back with more next time. Thanks for being with us.
1: That's all the time we have for this episode of Libel on Fire, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams. If you have questions about today's topic, please submit them in our Facebook group at libelonfire.com slash Facebook. And if you would like a free copy of Libel's book, Living with Financial Anxiety and Authenticity, visit libelonfire.com. Thanks for listening.
0: Coupled Advisory Solutions is an SEC registered investment advisor and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. All investment strategies can result in profit or loss. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up to date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. The discussion should not be construed as any offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Content should not be viewed as legal or tax advice. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation.